0: Welcome back. This is the Multipod. My name's Ted. I'm one of your co hosts today. Always pleased to be joined by Vanessa. How are you doing today?
1: Hi. Uh, I'm doing pretty well. Caveat my nine month old is crawling and rolling around with me. So you might hear him as we record, <laughs> but he's smiling at me. So he's in a good mood.
0: There's three of us on this podcast, but in fact, there's four. Yeah, there might be four <laughs>
1: once <in> a while. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, happy to be here and uh, yeah. happy to um, be attempting to be on the multi-pod when possible, even though I have a nine-month-old, so, yeah.
0: Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and we are very excited. This is a guest that we've been meaning to have for a long time. She's been a member of the Puttyverse, let's see, for over three years now. And a lot of you will recognize her, so we're very pleased to have Marta Gianni with us. How are you doing?
2: oh i'm doing great it's friday evening here in milano and you know work week is off looking ahead to the (laughs) weekend i'm very very excited for the weekend and i'm excited to be here this is my very first first podcast so yes
0: awesome welcome no better place to to be here
2: (laughs) yes definitely
1: it's a good place to try out being on a podcast for sure (laughs)
2: yeah
0: yeah
1: especially because you get to talk about Um, stuff that is stuff that you love or are passionate about or interested in. Mm-hmm. And so it won't be, hopefully it won't be
2: boring for you.
0: <laughs> I wasn't sure if you were in Milano now, is that your permanent home?
2: Yes, yes, this is where mm-hmm. I live. I used to work abroad, uh, like a few years back before COVID, but uh, generally I live in Milano. I was born near Milano, uh,
0: mm-hmm.
2: stayed here most of my life. Yes, okay. yes, yes, I love the city, mm-hmm. definitely
0: yeah i've passed through there briefly once uh i guess to catch a flight but i did have enough time in the center of the city to wander around a little bit in the the galleries there and the duomo and see yes. the, some of that in person
2: the classics yeah. i've never I been love there it. maybe someday hopefully mm. that's a pity but you know milano is normally you have the fashion week but generally people when they come to italy uh you go for florence rome venice mm naples or sicily maybe Mm. Uh, milano is a bit more advanced (laughs) maybe (laughs) like you have to (laughs) deliberately decide to Mm. come to milano or you come here for work that's that's easy (laughs) that's definitely easier i've been to italy but i haven't been to the major
1: cities i went to it's really random but i did a dance camp in uh where was it i think the 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 village was called Dolceto. And the bigger town was called something that started with an I. I can't remember exactly, but it was on the Mediterranean and it was gorgeous and amazing. But I'm like, I need to go back to Italy and see more things.
2: (laughs) What do you dance?
1: Uh, I used to do ballet. I used to do lots of dance. I don't do it anymore, but that was when I was a teenager maybe sometime i'll get back into it but that was a pretty cool experience though i just the, the little village we were in was so old and like it, it was just the architecture was amazing had been there since the middle ages type of thing and oh, it was amazing
2: of course <laughs> <The> food, <yeah. laughs> of <The food>. course <laughs> yeah i used to to dance blues and i loved it yeah. and i also went around for uh, for some you know workshops and festival festivals around europe Uh, I went to Portugal once and uh, yeah, that was my abroad adventure and yeah, I've been missing it lately. I haven't done since 2020, like just before COVID. Mm. I really used to love it and and it was great because when we started, blues dance in Milano was not a thing. Like I really joined a group of girls, actually our first two, um, let's say teachers were in fact starting the dancing scene in Milano and it was lovely. We had all the energy and excitement of starting something new and being a bit groundbreakers, (laughs) if you will.
0: Yeah.
2: And it was lovely.
0: Hmm. Nice. Well, we'll touch some more on that because one thing I think will revolve around today is kind of getting back into hobbies and interests and things that a lot of us have dropped for various reasons, often because of COVID, but et cetera, et cetera. And maybe we're in a period where people are just kind of rediscovering and giving themselves permission, you know, the time to get back into some of those hobbies. So we'll definitely touch on that. But first thing, we'd like to know, how did you discover the Puttyverse? What brought you to this community? Do you remember those early days, like over three years ago?
2: Oh, I do. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) I do. It was... I think July or August uh, 2020, and I was already in a, in a phase where I needed to change, definitely something in in my life, but I wasn't really sure what to do. You know the the usual confusion period that we that we often have when we are kind of done with the thing that we used to do and want to do something else, or you know, want we want to grow into something else, but not sure what to do. And of course, I came across the TED Talk, of course. <laughs> I watched it uh, a couple of times, and um, and yeah, from the talk, um, I landed on the Putty like uh, blog, and at some point, seeing that we had a forum and there was a wait list and you had to you had to pay to get in, I pondered a bit and then I tried. And then I said, <laughs> I think it's. I had maybe kind of a classical journey from from the TED Talk to the to the community. <laughs>
0: yeah, we've heard similar stories like that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Even though I know that I'm not very active on the forum because I'm mostly um, I'm I'm slow to to respond, like I'm slow at writing. But for sure, because I joined uh, during COVID in those months, especially in the first year 2020, the Pativerse has been very, very helpful for me to stay connected with people outside of my, you know, the, the inner family. And uh, also I, I had a lot of uh, first times in the Pativerse because I joined, I had my very first video Zoom call. You know, okay. we were, we've been working um, on teams at work since forever, yeah. since before COVID even, but nobody ever had a camera on. And then COVID hit, everybody uh, jumped on Zoom, everybody started making video calls. And I kind of <laughs> skipped that because in general, the activities I was doing at the time, we would meet all day long on calls, of course, yeah. but nobody ever had a camera on. so. <laughs> Never <Huh>. tried.
0: <laughs> so that changed. Yeah, I mean, not everybody, I guess, uses camera, but it, we often do in, in no, Puttyverse, right? the right? Because it's a way thing. to make those connections. Yeah.
2: And you know, as, as an introvert, I like it's it's stressful. Mm. In my case, I think I'm an introvert. I don't like appearing too much. Um, mm. So yes, it's quite stressful. I think we, in the end, we we all experience kind some kind of of um, fatigue. So yeah and it was a first
0: well tell us a bit about how the Puttyverse helped your coaching journey because we were chatting a bit before we started here but uh i know that a lot of folks probably know you as a result and nice to hear your voice because of the project that you put out there and that you were looking for some coaching i guess students you wanted to get the practice yes. essentially and so how did that evolve
2: yes absolutely i have to say i first approached coaching also, as a result of being in a pativerse and you know um, joining coaching huddles, talking to other coaches and understanding how and what it is, and you know mm-hmm. getting their experiences, so the pativerse is also like co-responsible <laughs> in my coaching <laughs> journey, um, and I'm very grateful for it. So essentially, when I picked the the training we were required to complete a number of hours of coaching hours with the practice clients. I thought immediately of the Pattiverse because it was an opportunity to practice, of course, uh, yeah. maybe help some fellow people and maybe even give a bit back since uh, I decided to to take this course also thanks to the Puttyverse. And so yes, it was great. and I thank all the all the Patty clients I had. Because they made me grow, and looking back, I still remember myself like coaching in the very first sessions, and then I can remember how how I evolved. I, I felt it very tangibly, so
0: mm-hmm.
2: it was it was very lovely. So,
0: what kind of coaching is it?
2: So, I trained basically in life coaching. Now, mm-hmm. uh, of course, I would like to to build some hustle out of it or even a real career. I'm definitely still in progress, like in, in the process of evolving from being a, an employee to doing something that is more my own and more mm. that I can um, drive more. Coaching yeah. can be part of it. I would love for it to be. And the direction I would like to, to start from is career coaching. Because I think, okay. uh, well, of course, <laughs> it's a large part of my experience. And I also think that when you when you start a career, when you start to work, in the end, you have to work a huge amount of years, <laughs> a huge number of mm-hmm. years in your life. And in the end, it will take up a lot of your time. Of course, you have to do it for the money. Like you have to do something for the money. <laughs> but uh, yeah. ideally, you would also like to do something that that is meaningful to you, that uh, puts your strengths to work and that you enjoy, you know? Yeah. So looking back on my own journey and my own career, I originally made certain choices because of what I thought, uh, let's say, rationality, tuning down a bit, you know, my, my dreams, my, mm. even my strengths somehow or in general, the areas I used to love. But now I'm at a point where I've built a strong career. And I think it's time for, uh, you know, reincorporating those things that I kind of left out at the beginning. So that's for my own journey. And in general, for coaching other people, I think taking the time to reflect on, on your choices, your values, what you would like your life to be and your Mm -hmm. impact on the world and your contribution to to the world to society i think it's useful to really stop and spend some time to reflect on this with the help of of someone in this case it would be your coach your thinking what i what i like to call a thinking partner um Hmm. that helps you explore your thoughts your emotions your ideas and your outlook Hmm. on life and work Hmm.
0: so i guess can I ask the proverbial question of what's your day job? <laughs> what have you done for? <laughs> of, for course. This point? <laughs> of course.
2: Of um, course. I'm a consultant in AT, which is also fun because, okay, among multipods, we, we know. <laughs> but this is not a career path that comes linear after my university degree, because at university, I studied uh, management for the arts and culture so that's where you know i i want to study management for the following reason but arts and culture was still there as part of the heart so yes i studied management i was let's say according to my degree i would be good for uh like working in publishing media you know cultural companies museums libraries Mm -hmm. But instead I, I encountered it. I'm also a nerd like, um, uh, <laughs> when, um, I was a teenager and you know, we just had the internet and, uh, websites, et cetera. So I learned, I self taught how to code a bit okay. and yeah, so I was kind of a nerd. And then I've also always been, um, fan of, uh, animes, Japanese comics, so. Hmm. I think it all falls under the umbrella term of nerd, Um, (laughs) so yeah, (laughs) that's how I got my job in IT and built a (laughs) a great career out of it.
0: Hmm. Yes. Well, so do you see yourself like keeping that, pursuing that still, even while you're coaching or is it something you're ready to move on from?
2: I'm not sure. I still am a nerd. I think I literally closed off work uh, a half hour before we met, and okay. uh, I spent a day like exceptionally because this is no longer part of my role. But today I spent a day basically, you know, going into the system and you know, kind of bug fixing almost, <laughs> and, and that's where the nerd part of me comes out. Mm, but for the future, I'm not really sure because in the end i've had that that experience i've enjoyed it every once in a while i like to to double with technology double with even with websites Mm. or stuff but now i would like to to go more toward working with people we talked about coaching but something some other areas i would like to to explore would be emotional intelligence teaching or you know doing classes or something, in general, working with people directly, ideally one on one for growth, learning, Mm -hmm. I love to learn. Absolutely. I've actually got a
1: question for you, because you mentioned that you feel like an introvert. And so I'm wondering how working with people and coaching, how that is as an introvert, because I know that when you're an introvert, often you need alone time without people to recharge. I would imagine that coaching people through their issues and problems and anything under the sun could be really hard if you're an introvert. I don't know. So I'm just curious what your strategies are for dealing with that.
2: That's that's a good question. It's interesting. It's true that I need alone time to recharge. It's also true that I prefer one-to-ones versus being around a lot of people and having to talk to a lot of people or interacting in general, like large parties, they're not my thing. I would really prefer like a smaller group, very small, quieter group, hmm. quiet conversation. I would say I need an, uh, like to, to alternate between coaching and alone time. In yeah, coaching in sense. particular, because you know, when you, when you put on your coaching hat, you'll be very present to the, to the clients, uh, let's say, client or coachy thinking that comes out, mm-hmm. but you also need to pay attention to the client and to yourself, to h- how you mm-hmm. react, etc. So I love to do it, but it's also draining. It's, yes. Yes. So I think I would definitely need a uh, quiet time afterwards before and mm-hmm. afterwards. And in general, this is good practice also so that you can prepare your session, like mentally prepare yourself and in general mentally or emotionally prepare yourself for the session and then after the session being able to reflect on it and then be able to improve for the later meetings that makes sense yes
1: i imagine it's pretty similar to um a lot of jobs where you might be taking on other people's problems kind of and having to kind of figure out strategies to not let it get to you all day, not let it sit with you all day and that kind of thing. You know, I can imagine that would be hard, whether you're an extrovert or an introvert really. Um, So I was just curious to hear
2: what your strategies were. Yes, no, definitely preserving my alone time is Mm. absolutely necessary for me. Yes, Mm. I've learned this. I had a period where I acted like, as if I was a super extrovert and oh, yeah. it was very draining it was exciting but also very draining
0: that just sounds exhausting yes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it was mm. It
0: was interesting well how about uh writing you talked a bit about your newsletter which i guess you're starting up yeah um and developing tell us a bit about that and how does writing enter into you know your hobbies and the coaching and everything else you're pursuing
2: yeah, actually, writing was my dream job as a as a child. Hmm. I think it's a bit common. I know one of my closest friends uh, would say the same. But when we were children, we were both Joe March, and uh, I I think we're definitely not the only ones in the world <laughs> who thought that. So I I used to want to write and wrote uh, some fiction when I was uh, in school, high school. Hmm i dropped it essentially when i started work but i still love to do it i know it because i i would be crafting emails in the most appropriate way you know i would be looking for the details and crafting the messages the right way so i i do love the act of crafting the words the ideas and the story so the newsletter is an exercise that i started in uh when was it in august this august this is quite recent and it's part of some work i've done with a personal brand coach lately where let's say the direction was to go after my curiosity and re-explore and rediscover my passions my loves and Mm -hmm. go back in touch with them writing is definitely one and so i started use the new this newsletter with the aim of Stopping every week and writing and reflecting on what uh, what I'm learning on this journey of rediscovering my passions. Yeah. And uh, with my passions, also discovering or devising a way to live more according to my rhythm compared to how I used to live. That was very much according to you know other things or other people's rhythm. Definitely, mm. uh, definitely <laughs> work, but not only. So, mm. you know, the, the, I, I would say the feel rouge of this is to, to get more in touch with myself and sure. um, what I like to do, what I enjoy doing and am good at and actually living at a pace that suits me even saying no to things that don't fit anymore, like learning to say no to things that don't fit anymore.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, oh, when they say, so I, I think they, they often say, especially when you are starting out in your career, in any career, when you are very young and you're just uh, like a newly grad, they tell you, yes, you, you, you have to learn everything. So accept every offer, like volunteer for doing work, support colleagues, blah, 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 do everything. Expand Mm. the maximum, because when you start out, you're in that phase where you have to learn the most. But then at some point, some time passes and you have learned, hopefully. And you reach a certain point when they start to say, so what you did to come to get here won't make you get there. And so at some point you need to shift gears, so to say. And for me, I think this is, I have started my career. Even overextending myself, that wasn't very good, I know. Uh, But in general, let's say I was very much about doing all that I could, volunteering, taking opportunities. Now I would like to be more selective in career, in work, and in general in everything else.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: So interesting. I feel
1: like I'm just hearing so many like multipod themes coming up. That is like so relatable to everybody that is listening and probably me and Ted and whatever. Just like the learning to say no to things, learning to be more careful about what you're saying yes to, trying not to burn out from all of your interests (laughs) and all the things you're doing. I just, I just, as you were talking, there were like these keywords that were coming up for me and I'm like, oh gosh, I, uh, I can totally relate. I mean, it's a little different right now having a baby. I have to say no to a lot of things, (laughs) but um, not forever, just for now.
2: But um, man, it's just so relatable. I love that. And also like, I don't have a baby yet, let's say, but most of my friends now have, so I'm kind of, you know, vicariously living the thing.
0: Yeah, me. I learned my lesson in university. I would volunteer for all kinds of things, get involved in clubs and stuff. And what was interesting is that I realized pretty quickly that that's what I enjoyed doing. I didn't really like doing the academic work. I, although I like learning, the information is, I enjoy, yeah. And I was studying like history and politics, economics and things like that. It was very interesting, but I really didn't want to write the essays. <laughs> and uh, I wouldn't go to all the classes because I was just passionate about my Model UN club and our campus newspaper that we started and getting involved in university committees and doing music and all this kind of stuff. So of course, eventually I I I would have flunked out. I preempted that and took a year off school and uh spend a summer in europe and eventually then i was like well i got to finish the degree now or never so i went back and i kind of scraped through the last couple of years so i learned a lot in life from that even if my grades weren't that good but uh I, ever since and i mean that was almost 20 years ago that i finished ever since i've been very 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 careful and cautious about what i commit to mm-hmm. yeah it makes a lot of and sense I, Yeah, it was kind of scarring in a way because it maybe closed a lot of doors or things. I'm really, really careful ever since, but I know what it's like to be burnt out and just absolutely done, Mm -hmm. overwhelmed, exhausted, you know? Yeah, yeah. So that's the way it goes. I I don't know. I I think a lot of multipods probably go through that to some extent because there's so much we want to do. Yeah, absolutely. You know, in a way you can get away with it, I suppose, when you're in like university or when you're younger assuming you don't have family yet, you don't have kids, you don't have a mortgage, you don't have bills, you don't have all this other stuff. But eventually you get to a point where you have to make the choices and it's tough. Does that come up then with some of your life coaching, You know, and people having to make choices? Do you, Here's a question then. Do you find that you work maybe intentionally or by accident that you attract other multi-potentialites to coaching?
2: Oh, so that's interesting. The thing is um, I've worked Mostly with multipotentialites so far, but I think this is a byproduct of the original ask for practice clients. I'm not okay. consciously or, you know, openly targeting multipotentialites as, as clients. You, you have multipotentialites that identify as such, like in the bodyverse yeah. or on, in other communities where this is explicitly labeled, sort of. Yeah. And then you have other people who are maybe not so present online, maybe they have lives that maybe then don't necessarily enjoy so much hanging out, out on, online, or maybe uh, because I'm in Italy and, <laughs> and I tend to hang out with Italians speaking Italian during the day, the thing hasn't necessarily taken hold so much in, it, in the Italian part of the online world yeah hmm. um so i think everybody has a potential to be a multipotentialite in the end oh, that's a good line. <laughs> <laughs> and and maybe you have people that are multipotentialites but maybe don't label themselves as such because they hmm. they are not aware of such a thing they of such a label you know they haven't right. uh watched uh, emily said or right. in general maybe they just don't care so I'm not looking for multipods necessarily. I'm just looking for people who are interested in building a career that fits them that mm. can be sustainable for them and that can contribute to society somehow. Yeah. So So
1: I feel like I have to ask um how the puttyverse actually helped you to start your coaching career and um Did you end up talking to the folks over in the job search group on the Puttyverse that because it's they were basically coaching people in finding their careers and figuring out what they wanted. And they helped me a lot with mine, with my search. Um, So I was wondering if you also worked with them at all.
2: Yeah. So I first came in touch with the coaching group and it was back then, like I think in 2020 when I when I first joined and at the time the job search support group wasn't there because elaine created it i think in 22 can't remember really but actually by the time i was either studying as a coach in the training or just about to collect the the practice hours i can't really remember but then when elaine created the job search support i was already regardless of the coaching, I was already like in a sort of a turmoil (laughs) about my previous employment. Mm. So in general, I had stuff going on that I wanted to explore that I needed to to work on. So I joined her and I was part of the first uh, discovery cohort as a participant. And that was also very useful because it, it was another step in my, let's say journey of exploring my options potential approaches that i could have laying out you know values uh what i'm good at what i like to do you know those ideas that you that you want to reflect on when you think about your career and then lately lately meaning like last month yes i actually graduated as a co-facilitator to the job search support group and i'll be starting co-hosting focus huddles very soon and the discovery sessions, of great. course, and every other kind of uh, huddles or initiatives that uh, that will start to come up. So yes, I would oh, That's uh, awesome. Th- that I would didn't be... expect you to actually say Thank you. And it will be another first another experiment because they haven't really coached in groups before.
1: Well, that's awesome. And um, sounds like Coaching in groups might be a next adventure for your coaching business, at least to try out and learn
2: about. It will be definitely in in a phase where I'm starting out new things that I haven't tried before. And this is part of it. So, you know, the, the website, the newsletter coaching, group coaching, it's a phase where I'm exploring what I could do and what I can learn from new things
1: awesome well i hope that goes really well for you and really rooting for you and everything
2: thank you fingers crossed.
0: yeah that's really neat the uh Puttyverse continues to support us in all of our various endeavors
2: <laughs> yes
0: yes this is so true it's really place to learn things yeah it is so
1: true and i haven't been on in quite a while because i've just been so consumed with having this baby to take care of and raise mm-hmm. but even like going into the parents group on the putty Verse and just being like, this is what I'm going through, and having other people be like, oh, yeah, totally, I understand. Like, even that is just awesome. So, I try to go in (laughs) as periodically as possible and at least check in and see how things are going. But I feel pretty out of the loop right now. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, because it's a multi potentialite thing, there's just so many areas of life that you can get like check in on and get advice from and all that stuff so
2: yeah yes yes and i mm-hmm. think we have all kind of a basic understanding of yeah we're all weird in, in our in our own way <laughs> <laughs> we all have many like being aware of of the fact that everybody has a lot of interest is already a big plus because mm-hmm like we all feel normal in it (laughs) as opposed to you know going to people or your parents or your friends and saying hey i have this new this new interest Uh, you're either the odd one or the super interesting one but it's almost always an exception
0: Mm, interesting did you get a lot of pushback going up whether family or friends or whatever schools you often a big one it pushed back from people saying, oh, why don't you choose the one thing? Or why don't you commit to that one thing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera like we all go through?
2: Uh, so not so much from friends. Yes and no, I would say. I think there's something. Um, I think most of it I shouldered on myself. Like I thought this was what I was expected to, right? But the thing is, mm, not necessarily uh, pushback from others as much as putting myself in a position where I should be doing this, I should be focusing on this and that. I, I think we we grew up with an ideal, with a romantic ideal of your one thing, your one true talent, mm. your vocation somehow, and the idea that this one thing is what you should be focusing on to maybe to become a great or in general to excel in what you want to do and so even when studying at school when studying i don't know literature history you know you remember people in literature because they wrote this specific body of work they had this specific talent and they are remembered because of this but of course you don't have all the other information you, you don't know the rest of the context yeah and so yeah you true. have this one-sided image somehow of people or even of the grades and so you think if I want to become like that I have to do this all the time which okay probably <laughs> to reach mastery in a very specific something this is true I don't know if you want to become a pianist and or a musician in general or whatever of mm-hmm. course, you have to put in the, the, the hours, many, uh, many hours, etc. And maybe it's your way and, and that's perfectly fine. But maybe you also mm-hmm. enjoy doing experimenting other things on the side. And, uh, and uh, maybe just people, people just don't know because they don't know it's just your experiment. But you know, in the way your brain works, I, I think you always have the potential to be a multipotentialist. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, it does kind of make sense. I mean, who has like one interest, you know, all the people that commit to doing that one thing their whole life, if that's even really possible nowadays, but like, is is it really the case? Or did they just, like you said, did they feel like they had to do things that way? Did they never really explore things? That's why the Puttyverse is here. It allows us to explore, encourages it, right? But the human brain i mean how many people would really only truly be interested in that one thing it's a good point because like when you think about musicians are a good example you know to really master an instrument and uh, i mean sure they played all the time you have the guitarists who play morning tonight you know and this never stop picking up a guitar okay do they not have any other interests i don't know it's a good question but it's hard to imagine really from our perspective
2: <laughs> who knows <laughs> but in general like we probably have all the range of options
0: yeah yeah
2: who knows just thinking
1: about like yes i think there are people out there who still can choose one thing to do with their whole lives and have that be great for them Mm. and be happy with that for sure and i'm really happy for them but i don't think that's me (laughs) (laughs) i think that even if i were to choose like i chose the job that i have now and it's uh one job and it's you know working for one company and I have one title, but it's also varied in the things that I do. And I don't think that I could have a job where I didn't Mm. have lots of different things to do or lots of different options. And yeah, so I think that is generally true. I don't know. It's interesting. Something we talk about here on the MultiPod a lot. So (laughs) yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, um, I think just it's been lovely to hear everything that you're doing. And your aspirations and the things you've learned. And it's always really neat to hear people's stories on this podcast. So I appreciate that. Mm-hmm.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And I enjoyed a lot being here. Thank you for having yeah, me. It's
0: been really nice getting to know you. So yeah. we'll put the links, of course, in the show notes, but uh, martagiani.com is your new, newish website yes. where people can find your newsletter, some blog articles, and uh, more stuff that will evolve over time. So we'll make sure to point people there anywhere else. Do you use like LinkedIn or anything else like that?
2: I am on LinkedIn as well. I think I put the icon on the website, uh, but if not, oh yes, I did, but in general, you can find me Marta Gianni on LinkedIn. And I Mm -hmm. think we also have a thread with LinkedIn uh, profiles somewhere in the Pativerse. And I know I'm there because I (laughs) I remember it. So you can find me on LinkedIn as well.
0: Yeah, okay, yeah, we'll put that in the links too
2: great
0: cool well we'll uh talk to you again i'm sure yes. and uh let us know how your projects are going
1: thank yeah, you yeah thanks so much for
2: talking to us i love that great. i i would love to be back again and maybe we can talk more about music
0: yeah sure <laughs> oh nice
2: yeah
0: cool all right ciao
2: ciao bye bye